0: It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles.
1: Hey everyone, it's Amy Castles.
0: Merry new year.
1: Happy, happy new year. Yes. So it's been a while since we've been on here and... Been a minute. Today's episode we are going to just get you caught up on what's been going on with our lives and what's been going on and what's going on here and forward.
0: What's been going on?
1: <laughs> you know, I am very happy with the way that Thanksgiving and Christmas went. How do you feel about it?
0: I have a love-hate relationship with those times of year. So, I love really that saying. we went through them and I hate that it's over.
1: So, I think okay, the best thing that I It's did really is, the opposite. That I am no, I'm I'm with you. I I love it. But then I'm also like, uh, because it's like the whole world stops. Everything yeah. stops. And then you do this entirely new project and job. It's like you're an event coordinator and you are shopping for all these things that, you know, we don't need. Well, Thanksgiving was nice because
0: like. we got to go be hosted. Yeah. Um, but Christmas. Uh, you still
1: have to go out of town. So it's work.
0: I was impressed. that for This was the first year, at least for our family, that we actually had Christmas up before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We've never done that. Okay, so... <laughs> and that was... that. I like that, actually.
1: All right. This year, there were a few episodes where I talked about it, and I, I talked about stress, and I talked about how let's say that there's something that you need to do, and you haven't done it yet, and you keep procrastinating, but your brain thinks about what you have to do. Even though you're still not taking action, your body thinks that you are doing the thing over and over and over and over. So, if I'm thinking about buying everybody their presents and getting my Christmas shopping done, that's a big task, right? But if I I spent more time in the previous years stressing about what I was going to do and what I was go- and the fact that I needed to go do it, then it actually took me to do the activity. To take
0: the action. Yeah,
1: so by the time I actually bought all the presents, I would be so worn out, even though I hadn't even done anything.
0: I agree. I mean, shoot, our kids didn't even know what the heck to do. There were presents under the tree before December got there. Yeah, so this year. He's <laughs> like, what is going on? So River would go sit in front of these presents for really the whole month of December and just shake them, and oh my he'd gosh. line them I out, and he's dying. like, I, I bet this one is this, and mm-hmm. I wonder if this one's that. I mean, it was it was very very enjoyable to have kind of that whole month of December, kind of already laying out before Thanksgiving, going on the holidays, coming back to not having to do it because it's already done. That 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 was very very nice.
1: I said this year I was like I I don't I don't want to stress, I don't I want to get it done. And then that way I can just close that. Cha- I can close the, the the drawer. Like I mean, it's done. Or what? It, what is the check it off the list?
0: Check it off the list. I can check it door. off the
1: list, and I don't have to stress about it anymore.
0: Well, and even better too is not only did we have it up before Thanksgiving, we had it down before New Year's. Oh heck yeah, man! It was like no that. way. I had it. We came cold. home from New Year's, and it was like house was clean. Christmas, dude, you did. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that was solid. Yeah, you I did that. Yeah, you did.
1: I did that. Okay. So here's part of the motivation to get everything done. I had a second sinus surgery on December 6th. Oh, yeah. And we didn't know how I was going to be. So the last time that I had a sinus surgery, the first time, I got a really bad sinus infection. Our fault. We had this humidifier in our room. Apparently, you're not supposed to have the humidity in your house above, like, 55 degrees. 55. I thought it
0: was diffusing, but it was...
1: We thought it was an essential oil diffuser. No, it was a big humidifier. And I was creating this breeding ground of bacteria in my nose.
0: Yeah, it was a nice incubation. So she got a sinus infection and hemorrhaged and yeah. had all kinds of fun stuff at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning back in February. And then uh, so it all happened again.
1: <laughs> so this year, I said, okay... I want to have Christmas done and I want to be like almost finished before I go under surgery. So that's that was the motivation. That was the
0: motivation. That's what got you doing it cuz you didn't want to have to be stressed at December 6th and then go through the cuz you were going to be down. And I was thinking it was going to be a, a two-week process. It was going to be this horrible experience like it was before where you 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 were just down and in pain. And it was the exact opposite. Um,
1: I was like, I was up the next morning making breakfast. I'm like, Dude, you tra-
0: need to chill out. Like, this is crazy. I'm not. I was on down. fentanyl, baby. <laughs> I joke yeah, you... about that,
1: uh, but they do put fentanyl in your in your IV. But yeah, no, I was up the next morning and I was doing fantastic. So everything was great. We had an awesome Christmas. We hosted uh, almost 30 people coming in and out of our house um, twice, yeah. and uh, it was it was awesome and. This year was my goal was to make as many things from scratch as possible. So you're talking mm-hmm. uh, homemade from scratch, pop tarts and sourdough bread and quiche like the the crust and everything, biscuits and I mean, it was soup and chili and I mean, we just made so many different things over that time period.
0: Best Christmas ever.
1: So by the time it was all done, like we were, we were done. So we uh, got invited to go up to uh, Normandy for a, um, like a New Year's Eve party. So we went up there and that was super fun. And then we come home and that night I was laying in bed uh, mm-hmm. asleep and I get woken up because I started choking um, like you know, whenever you're laying there and you get postnasal post-nasal drip and it causes you to cough. Well, that's the feeling that I felt, except for I jumped up and went to the sink. And it was, I just started spitting up like all this blood was coming out. And then I yelled for Trey. He jumps up out of bed, grabs me paper towels, towels. We can't, we can't stop it. It is a, I'm, I'm now hemorrhaging out of my nose. And keep in mind, it had been, almost three and a half weeks mm-hmm. from my surgery on December 6th. And the blood is coming out so fast that I, I quickly uh, put on some pants and or changed my clothes a little bit. And I was like, we I had that towel over my nose. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. And it was just flooding out. And then we go downstairs, and it is not clotting. It's not stopping. So I said to Trey, you have to call 911. And you stood there for a minute like looking at me, and I'm like, who is the first responder here? And I'm like, you call 911. <laughs> well, I was
0: sitting there. The only reason I paused is because I was like, okay, let's 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 calm down for a second. We've been here before. Last mm-hmm. time we did this, we raced out of the house with your nose plugged in a bucket while it was dripping in a bucket, and we ended up going to the fire station because that's where a friend of mine went when they had an issue. And it was one o'clock in the morning. Nobody was at the fire station, and then finally, Doctor Smith calls us back. And he was like, go back home, put Afrin in your nose, um, do this, do that. And we ended up doing that and it slowed it down, but it didn't stop it. And he was like, okay, y'all come in to my center and I will I will get you checked out. So we drove to the Woodlands okay. and then he got the Hold center. Hold on. So I was thinking, that okay.
1: Was, just so y'all know, that was way back February 2023 that Trey's I, talking about.
0: No. So I'm like, all right, we've been here before. We We're okay. We don't need to bring the EMS and the paramedics to our house at midnight on the first day of the year yeah we do and then then she then I looked at her and really started to assess the situation and I looked at how much blood she had lost I looked at how pale she was and I looked at kind of just her her eyes and they were starting to just get really drowsy and she was about to pass out and I was like oh crap all right boom Nine one one we called literally what within about five minutes they show up at the house yeah which was they were amazing. really quick and they come in, and right when they come in they 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 hook you up to the deal they they put this little clamp on your nose, and then probably within two minutes of them being there, you pass out mm-hmm. and you pass out in the lady's arms, and she's holding you, and you wake back up, and you're like, "Thank you for holding me well, you you're know, soft, okay, okay, <laughs> and she was a heavier lady with big old boobs, and she was like laying on the booth, like you're soft
1: she was well endowed whatever it's a proper word to say okay okay listen you know you know those ems la- girls like they're they're meaty right they're strong and they have to lift limp bodies like they are very strong women well she was very strong and also very soft and cuddly <laughs> you were all I, up like a teddy bear <laughs> i just, she completely caught me when i passed out and and i yeah, then i woke up off the chair it was it was terrible. So they rushed me into the Emergency hospital. Room. I got to take my first ambulance ride. That was interesting. Thank you. Um, and by the way, we've talked about this before in our podcast. Uh, we talked about what happens when you're in a state of fight or flight. When you're in a state of fight or flight, your blood sugar uh, rises. Your body dumps a bunch of sugar into your bloodstream, and that is going to help if you needed to go run after away from a bear or something, right? Tiger.
0: Okay. Keep going.
1: (laughs) So, uh, I had, they checked my blood sugar in the, in the ambulance and it was 200. Okay. 200 blood sugar would send one into a diabetic something or another. I don't know. Like if you, if you're diabetic, your blood sugar is 200. It's it's your thing is beeping at you. Well, he goes, Whoa, you're, Blood sugar's at two hundred, and they're like, "What did you eat?" And I said, "Oh, I don't eat sugar. I had at seven p.m. It was approximately seven p.m. Steak, a little bit of potato, and broccoli."
0: This is a conversation you're having in the ambulance with them.
1: Yes, it is. Okay. But no, it just it goes to show that when you're under a state of constant stress, like, so I was in it, acute stress. That was like a one-time acute stress. I'm using this as an example to show that. When you are under chronic stress, meaning all the time there's stress, your body is constantly dumping blood sugar into your bloodstream. And therefore, then you use it up and then it drops and then you crave sugar. So a lot of the reason why people crave sugar is because they're under chronic stress and they're, they're, their blood sugar levels rise and fall. Got it. Quick. So anyway, that was just a, that. a quick
0: During your story. Uh,
1: evidence um, as to some things that we have talked about before. Anyway, they took me to the hospital and they had the clamps on my nose and it was clotting. And um, so it had kind of come to a bit of a stop, but it was still like I could feel it feeling my ears. And then they got me into um, the back and then the doctor came and he had to put these rockets up my nose and shove them so far. We called
0: them rhino rockets. Rhino they're, rockets. They're three inch balloons. Yeah. They're three-inch plastic things wrapped in a thin layer of gauze that literally get rammed up into your freaking nasal like cavity. Beto- like
1: close to your brain. And he
0: goes and puts that first one in, and it slides all the way in, and she's like...
1: And oh, it's It gets, gets
0: in all the way, and then the second one, it's like... And then halfway in, it's like... Burr,
1: burr. So it gets I had
0: stuck and he couldn't push it all the way in. So you had one that was all the way in and one that was halfway in, and both of them were just drenched in blood until yeah, it looked it like
1: a tampon that was like halfway out or something. Oh, it was so crazy. bad. And
0: then we started airing those things up. It was like yeah, your you nose to, just got bigger and bigger. You had to and pump out. it up full of air. Lord.
1: Yeah. So this was, is four o'clock
0: in the morning I on was, New Year's Day. <laughs> I was very
1: uncomfortable and uh, he gave me morphine. He And I didn't think they were going to give me morphine. He was like, what? Uh, he goes, I said, I'm, this is really painful. It hurts. Like it, they hurt in my nose. And he goes, oh, I can give you something for pain. And I said, uh, okay. And I was thinking like,
0: something like, like tramadol. Or? He's going to give me like, <laughs> yeah,
1: some something stupid, like Tylenol, ibuprofen. He goes, I can give you more caffeine. And I was like, Okay. Let's go. All right. Because yeah, I knew if you put morphine in the IV, that I was going to pass out and finally sleep. He's going go to be
0: sleep. liquid or pill form.
1: It was uh, in a liquid form, so it hit me right away, and I totally relaxed. I was like, yeah, "Man, did. I wonder if people like this."
0: <laughs> so could, uh...
1: anyway, yeah, they rushed me into surgery the next day, and
0: um, well, what did you ever ask, Doctor? They, they
1: had to cauterize inside my nose
0: because um, he texted us. He answered the phone at, at midnight. And then he texted me at 4.17 saying, hey, I'm catching a flight back to Houston. I'll be there to open up the OR for you guys in the morning. So Thanks. I don't know if he like made a special flight to come back or if he was already coming back. But that was huge for him to do that.
1: Well, he, I, I talked to him yesterday about that and he had um, come were already coming back.
0: So I
1: said, well, you know, it sounds better for me to say that my doctor flew all the way back just for me. He Just rushed through the middle of the night for you, honey. So anyway, they they took me under the next morning, um, under uh, emergency, got me in, and uh, that was at the Woodlands Specialty Hospital. They are so amazing there. And I just want to say that when you are in a position of complete and utter vulnerability, where you are relying on this team of people to help get you well, it is the most humbling, um, just heart-touching thing that you experience that I I have ever had. First off, I know it sounds crazy, but I thought I was going to die. I know, that's weird. (laughs) I did. I did. I was bleeding out I was bleeding so fast, and and I was bleeding so fast that when I'd plug my nose, it would start coming out my mouth in handfuls or in mouthfuls. And as I drifted off, I literally thought like, "This is it. I'm going to die." And you know, I just lost a really good friend, my college friend. Yeah, and she died unexpectedly. And you can't help but think like, "What were it? it well, our life is precious, and we could die at any moment."
0: I remember we were in the in the uh, post-op room before the surgery and you kept asking the nurse, "She's like, how am I'm just really nervous that once y'all put me under, I'm going to choke on my blood and I'm not going to wake up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's talk through this first. (laughs) They're going to have a tube in your throat. They're going to make sure that that's going to happen and you're going to be just fine.
1: Well, there was still so much blood that was pumping because those those little um, capillaries were just, you know, they were busted open somehow. And I think it had to do with uh, going hiking that morning. I had gone on a two-hour hike, and it was really cold. So I, I had to have something to have done with the, um, the expansion and constriction and dilation of the capillaries in your nose going on a walk. Um, I guess my body just wasn't ready for it. So, um, you know, your it, sinuses it, just react to everything.
0: Kind of like what the doctor said. I mean, he's done over 6,000 surgeries and you're the first one that's ever hemorrhaged after three and a half weeks and you hemorrhaged two weeks before. And he said that you were already special. Um, and Avery went through the same process and she hemorrhaged too and went back into surgery. So both of y'all had dual surgeries and what should be a singular one. Avery didn't all, all hemorrhage.
1: She just wouldn't stop bleeding. That's. Well,
0: I guess, so he, I guess he did mind, have to go the same back thing.
1: in. I hear hers was like a slow <clears throat> leak, but anyway, we're we will not bore y'all with the details. My
0: She's just a problem child. She always has been for twenty five years. I said it's been an inconvenience to I said, you know, Doctor Smith, don't you everyone. know I'm high
1: maintenance? There you
0: <laughs>
1: but I anyway, my point is is I'm very thankful for the EMS. I'm thankful for the doctors and the nurses and I'm thankful for being in a place of complete and utter vulnerability that they took such amazing care of me and I know that anybody who's gone through some sort of experience where you were so sick and you come out and you're just you're so thankful for those nurses and doctors for what they do. Absolutely. So this is my public thank you to all those in healthcare.
0: Well, there you go. Well, should we do a round of applause?
1: No. No, you can't do a round of applause on a podcast because uh, it I sounds terrible in the mic. All right. So that was our little uh, Christmas and New Year's fiasco. Um, once-
0: Well, I got my story in that. Oh, go ahead. So my truck got stolen two months ago in San Antonio and it had my life in it. It had my golf clubs and all my clothes and guns and all kinds of stuff in it. And uh, they took it which ended up being a huge blessing because when insurance kicked in with the check, I got a heck of a lot more for it than I would have if I would have sold it or traded it in. But I made my last payment on my truck when it was not in my possession. That's kind of how that worked. But The uh, last payment. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's paid off. Where's it at? Eh, it's got stolen. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, I ended up getting a new vehicle. Um, I have, I was driving it on new on new year's eve out to the ranch and i was in anderson with avery and the thing just starts going haywire the sensors start coming on you know check this check that we pull over the gas station and it dies and i'm like okay what the crap dude this is a brand new vehicle it's got less than 700 miles on it and i'm stranded in anderson on new year's eve and uh we call uh tow service we we try and jump it i check everything i could possibly check and it's just dead Um, so they ended up towing it and everything was closed, so I couldn't take it to dealership. I couldn't do anything. So I ended up towing it back to, to Willis and ended up getting to the dealership on Wednesday and finally got fixed on Friday. So to start of the start of the year, you had a a hemorrhage and we were at the emergency room at two in the morning and my brand new truck was, was getting fixed for the first week of the year. It was fun. And all mine was, was a battery. Yeah, thank God. Apparently the um they don't check those whenever you buy them. There's two different modes or something on the batteries where they have transport mode and then they have regular mode and it got put into regular mode and sat for 45 days and drained it down and these gel batteries uh once they get to a certain level of I guess deficiency they don't they don't charge back up. So anyway, Well, that's my story. Okay. That's my heartache. That was really good. Thanks.
1: That was really good to share. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Trey. You're welcome. So I think that uh, everybody should know that we're not upset about some of these things that happen. We're actually really looking forward to this year of 2024. And one of the things that we do at the beginning of the year is sit down and we get some note cards. And with these note cards, we'll... Write down on one of them, family, um, all the different categories of your life: family, uh, fitness, uh, your finances, um, your friends and relationships,
0: uh, hobbies, your hobby, your fun,
1: your career. Um, So there's, you can look up online that like the different categories of your life, and then what we'll do is we'll write down how we wish to feel about that. So let's say that you can choose one word for family. What do you wish to cho- to feel about your family? When you think of your family, what emotion would you love to come over you? And maybe that emotion that you want to feel is love. Love is what you're looking for. And then you would rate on a scale of zero to 10, how how you're doing so if you're feeling like all the love feeling fantastic then you're a 10 if it's you're feeling there's so much anger and animosity and bitterness between you and your family maybe it's it's a three and then we'll do that for each area of our life and then you take those note cards and then you just organize them low at least to greatest so the the Whatever you rated as the highest number, that goes in the back. That's that's less priority than the area that is of the, of low rating. So once you do that, then you can look at your note card and say, okay, I'm wanting to feel love for my family, and I'm scoring like at a three. Then what is a goal that I can make for this area of my life, and what is the action plan that I can put behind it? Yep. So we, sit, we did that with the kids, and uh, Evan did pretty good with it. I ended up working with him one-on-one, but it was so funny because kids and teenagers, especially, act like you are just it's just ripping their head off. I mean, they're so dramatic them
0: through so much agony and pain. Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing? Why this? Why are we here? What does this mean? This is dumb. I don't do this. Okay,
1: are we finished? Are we finished? That is a teenager for you, okay?
0: And then River's over there like, oh, you want me to do this, this, and this? Okay, let me do this, let me do that. And he's just so in tuned and like into it. And then the others are like, yeah, this is stupid.
1: Yeah, River rated every area a 10. (laughs) Every area was a 10. He was a, he was like I'm a 10. I'm a 10. He's like I've got money in my piggy bank. I am a 10. I get to have I love so much
0: my family. I have my friends. Yes,
1: yeah, so much fun with my friends. 10. Just 10.
0: Like, God, if we could go back to 7 years old and just the innocence of that. Oh, He's, oh, so, my cute. God. It'd be he's so cute. He's amazing.
1: And we tried to explain to the kids that, you know, for us we we rate our career. However, the kids, they rate their school. So, their school is their job right now. That is their job. Yep. So, they're like, I'm fine. Oh, we're good. And
0: one other thing that we've been given the freedom of is what?
1: Okay. Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a driver. Dun, da, da, da. Okay. All those years that we were like, God. It would be so amazing if we could just hire a driver for the kids, like hire an Uber driver or someone to just drive our kids around when because we're literally as parents living our life in our car. I mean, you're talking hours, four to five hours a day, sometimes more between the two of us. And, and it's
0: by choice. I mean, don't get me wrong. We choose to do that. But I mean, it's such a small window with these kids and it goes by so quick. It, it's like, let's let's pour in everything we have because that's what our job is. That's what our roles, what we've chosen to do.
1: It, you're screwed either way because, well, I guess it's, I should say it's a double edge, not you're screwed. But it's a double edge because you can say, okay, I'm not bringing my kids anywhere, uh, to all this stuff all these activities that's absolutely ridiculous attitude then you're stuck with them at home then they're bored and you don't want a teenager getting bored they've got to have some purpose they've got to have something that they're working towards and it honestly is really good to have other trusted adults in their life like a village that can mentor and guide them because what you have done as a parent is is over it's not over but you've
0: We've set our foundations. Yes, we've set our. They're our, done listening to Our us. structure. Um. Now it's 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 borders. It's it's keeping them in the borders, giving them a little bit of a rope, letting them hang themselves, pulling it back, correcting, hang yourself, pull back, correct, and it's just kind of this ebb and flow. But we have to treat them now more as an adult. Um. I'm actually treating They're Avery adult almost in training. like yeah, it's an adult in training. So it's like. You know the lecturing and the and the and the yelling and the screaming. That's over. It's like, hey, here's here's what you did. Here's why it happened, and here's the consequences. And I'm sorry, but those were your choices. What are you gonna do next time? Yeah. You know, and you take the emotion out of it. But but anyway, the the beauty of it is is we're free. Like literally, there's like 15 hours a week brought back in. No swim practice. Take them to school. Going to church groups. Going to first Wednesdays, Mondays. Go to your
1: friend's house. Oh okay. my god.
0: Mm. Life
1: just, is. And not only is she driving herself, but she's also driving her brother a lot, too. Yes. And so they've been able to spend time together because, of course, he, he loves to go in the car with another teenager. He's, like, super excited about that.
0: Which we've had to teach him not to just be on his phone and be in his own world, that he's there as a safety net and as a co-pilot for Avery. Yeah. Because it, it takes two to drive that vehicle and... They need to be working together. I mean, it takes
1: one to drive the vehicle, but she does like having, it's nice to have an extra set of eyes and she feels definitely more confident in having her brother there.
0: Well, it's funny because I thought that she would just be like ready to go everywhere. But now she's like, hey, can I go here to here? And then I really don't feel comfortable driving here or doing it at this time. Or I, I, can you take me here? And I'm like, no. (laughs) No. You go there, you call me, and you come back. And if you need anything, you know, text or call on the way. But you got to suck it up and go, girl.
1: Man, when I was driving, when I was fifteen, I was like, "See ya, I'm and going down Felicia. to Harwin in Houston." I mean, we it, that was like at fifteen years old.
0: In your in your Nissan Sentra with yeah. your with your twelves in the back, rattling the yeah. the trunk, yeah, listening to music,
1: yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my so my point is with the. Um, I don't have a point, but with goal setting with the family, I think it sets a really good example for them and it also is good for us and it takes time. So you, if you're going to sit down and make out some goals for the different areas of your life, you may not want to expect that it can be all done in one day. You may be able to only just write down, get your note cards out and write down the different categories and then work on one area per day. And then once you have your goals set for each area, then you make out your action plan for each. And then now this is where having something like a um, a prayer board or a prayer journal or something where now you're praying about it because you may have goals that are for your career or your friendships or hobbies or whatever, but you, you would be foolish to believe that you're not going to have the negative emotions come in. The negativity it your the high will wear off and then the negativity is going to start coming at you. And all the reasons why you haven't accomplished it already will start to come back at you.
0: Slapping you in the face. Doubt yeah. And fear. Cause
1: if you did not have any negative feelings, then or resistant feelings, I should say, then you would have already accomplished these things over and over. So one of the things that we have done in the past is we watched the movie War Room. And it's my favorite movie. It's kind of cheesy, but actually the kids love it. And I think that every single year when you watch something on repetition, you catch new things. If yeah. you ever watch a new movie or watch a movie, uh, you, you watch it a couple of times, and then a couple years later, you watch it again, you're going to catch something new. So with the movie War Room, it's teaching you all about your prayer life. And make no mistake that every single goal that you have can be something that you pray about. Anything that you desire for your life can be something that you pray about and ask God to come alongside you. Now, Trey, you were talking this morning about having hard times and the faith and hope that you've been feeling right now.
0: Uh, I'm not having hard times in my faith or my hope.
1: No, I'm talking about just this This time of year is a slow time for work for many different industries. It's It's... The post-Christmas, everybody's credit cards are racked up. People aren't spending a whole lot of money. I mean, there's it's tight. Like, it's winter. It's a dark winter. It's, it's a, it can be a very stressful time right now. Not only do are people feeling the financial stress right now, but you also have uh, the weather where it's really cold and people are inside more. So they're not getting as much sunshine, which has an effect on your happiness and your mood.
0: Yes, I think what you're referring to is is what I was talking about how I can reflect back on years past when things were harder or stress more stressful, and I would have a lot of fear on the outcome of it, and I would rely back on my faith and dive back into the word, dive back into you know my um, uh, my faith and 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 the things that I have used to get me through. And it's a it's a cadence. And when you when things are going good, you kind of forget on how you got there. Because when things are bad, you're grasping for anything and everything that you can do to feel, you know, stable and have hope and have faith. And you know, that that is where I feel like sometimes for me in this time of year, it it always seems like a struggle. It always seems hard. It always seems like, you know, there's There's so much in front of us and so many hurdles that you look back and you realize that it's temporary. And the more that you can hold on to your cadence and your faith, the easier it is to get through those times because your thoughts are always going to go negative. But when you put back in the positive things, um, they can't rest there.
1: Yeah. I think that every single year this is what, you, know, peop- you You meet an elderly couple, and they've been married for many years, and you sit down and talk to them. They've been married 50 years. You talk to them about life, and they will tell you about the things that they learned through the years and the ups and downs and the hard times and the good times, and they seem to be at a place of peace, and we're in the information age, so the things that they discovered are what they had to experience and learn through wisdom. We have the opportunity to learn from wisdom, but um, uh, from experience, but also we have so many books. We have so many podcasts. There's constant stuff. I mean, look at how much have you learned from Steve Harvey, just Facebook ads, you know, our grandparents didn't have that. Well, you can be
0: paralyzed with opportunity or you can, you know, pick what, speaks and resonates to you and, and that's the balance you gotta you gotta find. Um, I think kind of what I was alluding to more of is that when when you have your routines and you do your devotions and you get into the word and you get into prayer and you put your mind back in that environment, the peace that you find in that, when you're in that darkness is so overwhelmingly familiar that it's like, how did I ever get away from that? But your mind always races out of that once you kind of get into things start becoming easier, all the all the things that you're desiring are starting to take place, and it's like you forget that it was because of your prayer and because of your devotion and because of what you were doing with your faith and that God was leading you. And when you get away from that, you realize that um, the darkness just consumes you to a level that is paralyzing, and you forget the cadence that you are using to keep it away. And so, for me, when that darkness comes, I go back into my faith. I go back into the Word. I go back into those cadences, and I say, you know, through I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And and those things repetitively coming in when you say that one verse it's god's word and so whatever is in you that has darkness that little bit of a phrase kicks that little bit of darkness out you say it again it kicks more you say it again it kicks more and and the repetitiveness of that just doesn't allow it to come back and so for me that is where i struggle because i i do it so much to get all the darkness out and then i stop doing it and then the darkness ends up coming back and so it's like why stop why not have the consistency? And so that's what I'm working on this year is keeping my consistency with my faith, keeping my consistency, being in the Word, because there is there is no darkness that it can exist with light. And I think I'm finally realizing that as I mature in my faith and I mature in, you know, what has gotten us here, and it's it's just putting all of your trust in into God's kingdom and making him be the one in control of your life and the more that you can rest in releasing control and giving it up to him the more peace you're going to have but you got to recognize that and surrender and that's my biggest problem is surrendering so i kind of went off on a tangent but um that's that's where where i'm at right now with um with my thoughts and uh it's it's a powerful place to be because you lose all control but yet you have nothing but peace. It's pretty cool.
1: I I see a difference in the way that you're handling stress and um, you know some of those emotions that are coming in, and it's it's incredible to watch and it's inspiring. I see it. It's we've both we've have both gone through so much through the years, and like just like anybody, everybody's gone through so much. We're humans. If you're alive and you're in your 40s, you've gone through some crap.
0: Hey man, it's hard to put on that shiny faking freaking smile and walk yeah. through life like nothing's going on. That's negative.
1: I know for me, I do I get away from what you're talking about just, you know, getting into the word and praying and doing your meditations and all those and for me journaling. I get away from those when I don't make it a priority. So, for example, this morning, I and it. I think that boils down to discipline too. It's one hundred percent a discipline.
0: It is a discipline.
1: It is. I got up and I went and di- started doing dishes like right away. I could have taken just twenty minutes to journal, to pray, to read a little bit of scripture, and could have. F- you know, fed myself with that versus doing an activity that was for an instant gratification. You are investing in yourself when you are taking time to um, get in the word. You're you're investing in your relationship with God when you do that. Yeah, it is a discipline.
0: I um I started watching so Chosen One and Chosen Two. I like binged when they first came out and. I was joking at the office yesterday. I was like, yeah, I watched Chosen. So I've read the Bible. I'm good now. You know, <laughs> it's like the video version of the Bible. Um, and because uh, because season three, I was waiting for season three to come out. And it finally, I guess it dropped earlier this year or last year. And I didn't pay attention, but I saw season four was coming. I was like, man, when did season three drop? So anyway, I started season three two nights ago. And um, it's just, it's absolutely in, invigorating. Like I love that show because it it in my mind when you read words you can envision you know what what was going on and what was happening and you kind of put your own creativity in maybe what was happening but then when you watch a movie it can bring some of your own creativity to life but then allow somebody else's creativity to come in there and you get a different perspective but you're mm-hmm. still getting the word because the way that I feel like they did it was very scriptural based on the foundation of what he was doing and it was such an amazing way to see his life and see his walk when he says follow me you get to actually see what he was doing to understand what it meant to follow him and then for me i'm able to look at that at night and then wake up the next morning and try and become more christ-like and become more into that world because it's such a peaceful place when you're there and i don't know i'm just in a very spiritual place right now because um there's so much chaos going on around me and, and what I'm grabbing on, I think that the statement was I read is the only thing that you can grasp without losing your soul is God's hand. Anything else you grasp, you're risking your soul because God is who you need to grab in any and all things. So, I don't know.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I think Trey should lead the show now.
0: How did we get on this?
1: I don't know. I just I love how you opened up. I love it. I love it when you when you just free flow and just go into it. I've, I've been
0: praying for peace in stop caring about what people think. Stop worrying about others and. Just be more of what I feel like God's called me to be. I don't know or recognize my gifts yet. I'm I'm still opening up those doors. I'm still having confidence in what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth, but I'm learning, learning the hard way. I can tell you that through a lot of failures.
1: What is your word for the year?
0: Relationships.
1: That's is that a is that a.
0: Um, it's, it's relationships. It. And, and I look at that. If you, you can pull that in all categories, you know, I told True. you I wanted to better my relationship with you. I wanted to, you know, deepen my relationship each, each year, my kids, our kids get into a different phase of their life. So I have to change my approach to meet them where they're at, because if I just stay where I'm at, they, they're going beyond me. Mm-hmm. And so it's a constant regroup. It's a re reset Okay, Evan, you're here. Avery, you're here. River, you're here. I've got to do these things now with Evan, these things now with Avery, and these things now with River. So it's a constant, I guess, updating of how to make that relationship better. Same with you and I. You're, you and I are in different places. You're doing different things. I'm doing different things. So we have to find ways to, to kind of recalibrate that. Um, with my friends, you know, with 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 my work, with Christ, you know. Everything is about a relationship and that's my focus this year is if I can deepen and strengthen my relationship in in everything. Um I can really look towards a, a, an amazing year.
1: So And I what love, was your word? I love that. My word is simplicity. I love that. So last year my word was uh Can you say it again one more time? <laughs> <laughs> and my word was intentional and no simplicity. Last year it was intentional.
0: Um, no, can you say simplicity one more time? Simplicity. Just saying. Go, go ahead.
1: Okay. Last year my word was intentional and specifically being intentional with my time. And I I believe that I accomplished that. I feel good about that. Probably about an eight if I were to rate that on a scale of zero to I, ten.
0: I'll give you that, man. You were you were yeah I,
1: the best thing that I it. did was started waking up early when we got back from Scotland. When we got back from Scotland... (laughs)
0: 5.30 in the morning.
1: Shoot. When we first got back from Scotland, it was 4 a.m. But I was waking up at 4 a.m. And then I finally got to start sleeping till 5 and then 5.30. And I landed on 5.30. I've always wanted to wake up at 5.30. Mm. And one of my favorite things to do is to be up Having already done my devotion, already done my journaling, and then I have music playing in the kitchen, and then my kids come downstairs for school at 7 a.m., and breakfast is ra- made. <laughs> I've got sausage or pancakes. Oh, it's like freaking the Waffle bread. House
0: down there every morning. Yeah. It's freaking so amazing.
1: That's, that's my favorite thing to do is for them to come down and see their mom making food in the kitchen for them. That is... The best way that I know how to show love for someone is to cook for them. It's
0: definitely love language. Yes, it and is. And boy, do you get upset when that language is not met.
1: If I made y'all dinner and y'all don't come, then I'm like, y'all just took a crap on my love. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I'm, and I'm uh, sticking to it.
0: Well, sometimes it's like, you know, if you're not at the table while it's steaming hot, you're just living. Because
1: moms like their food steaming hot hot we don't want cold food
0: I'm a lukewarm kind of guy
1: yeah well you can go sit
0: there and blow on it
1: get me a drink then or something because I always <laughs> seem to miss my water I'll I will call everyone to the table and uh, then it'll be like five minutes and then what, hold on I'll say everybody get their drinks I'll go sit down do I have a drink
0: you no. give me a drink no
1: I don't have a drink nobody made me a drink and, I don't uh, even have a dang fork <laughs> but they all got a fork oh and they're ready to eat. And by the way, if I call them down too early, they're like, why did you call us down? Dinner's not ready. I'm like, I'm going to slap y'all. I'm going to slap y'all. I'm going to slap. And then
0: Uh. what really
1: ticks me off is if y'all have phones at the table and y'all start checking your phones or if you um, actually really, it's just like- Well,
0: no, we've got new rules. I mean, we've got old rules, but we're enforcing them. There's no phones at the table. You're the worst. I am not the worst. You're the worst. What? Jeez Louise. Okay. You know what? I'll do better.
1: Mm. Thanks, because it feels like you just <laughs> crapped on my love. You just crapped on my love. Anyway,
0: more like a pee and crap. <laughs>
1: Simplicity is my word, because i I also tend to do things very difficult. Um, I I make everything more complicated, um, yes. and I I go a little nuts.
0: And it's like, hey, I'm going to make some fresh biscuits. Bomb goes off in the kitchen. We've got three biscuits and. Two hours worth of cleaning and of I food. burned
1: them. <laughs> it's like what the heck just happened. So anyway, simplicity. Can we go buy some biscuits. Simplicity is my word, and that's it. That's my word, and I'm sticking to it. So we'll I, see how that how how that works. I'm goes.
0: relationships and your simplicity, and uh, I'm in I'm in. Uh, I am i did not have a word last year, and and I I fed off of your word intentions, and I kind of was like, yeah, that's stupid. What are you doing? Blah blah blah. It was an intention.
1: Then, oh, it was t- intentional. Yeah.
0: And then uh, and then you I saw copy
1: me. What, you, you you try to piggyback on my stuff.
0: Hey man, you got a lot of good stuff. Sometimes I don't give you credit for it. No, it's because you're lazy. Well, that's true too. Well, you're not. You get up at five thirty, and you're like, I'm like, what are you doing up at five thirty in the morning? She goes, I get up early now. Yeah, call I decided. me a loser and call me a loser, and I go back to sleep. <laughs> It's like, don't be a loser, get up. And I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna be a loser. I'm Let me just sleep. say that,
1: I, and we gotta end this because we're going over it. But the day that I come home from this surgery that I had last week, uh, I uh, we come home and <laughs> we stopped and got soup. And so I go lay down in bed and I'm thinking Trey's gonna like wake me up any minute with some soup and like some, you know, soup in bed or whatever. Uh No, I wake up like four hours later and Trey's right beside me asleep. And so I'm like, I'm still hungry. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. So I go downstairs and I look for the soup in the fridge. No, it's still left in the car. So I grabbed it out of the car and then I heated up the soup for myself and Evan is like, I'm hungry and Aver- and River's hungry. So I made them some uh, some soup hey, and, I was and some dinner. And I go upstairs and Trey's like still asleep and then I'm like, okay. So I go back downstairs and me and Evan watch a movie and I go back upstairs at like, Nine o'clock. I'm like, I guess you're gonna just sleep the rest of the night. I slept from
0: four, four? four no, in no. the afternoon. No, oh, three no. in the afternoon. It
1: was earlier than that. It we, was got, three. we got home at like
0: one, two. No, we didn't. Let's just call it three. Okay, from three in the afternoon till seven o'clock the next morning. Yeah, and Trey.
1: I he felt was like a champ. Yeah,
0: you stressed me out, man. Listen, I don't, I, I can handle any kind of pain thrown my way, but when pain's inflicted on somebody that I love and care about and I can't do anything about it, it's agonizing and well you also um, thought you I, were gonna have
1: to take off work too so you're really stressed about that well there's were, a,
0: i'm just trying to make it sound good for you you know what i mean
1: yeah you you were not worried about my life i was worried about <laughs> you you were worried i was about worried that if back. you were in
0: my life how hard my life would be
1: yeah exactly <laughs> okay thanks everyone for listening we'll be back next week thanks bye happy new year
0: take care have faith Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly.